If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is amazing. Episode one. Yes, we're doing it. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Fangirls podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to be here with you guys to dish and spill the tea. We are dishing on all things Outlander Season 6 today. But before we begin, we need to take it back to 2017. So, here's the dish. Julie and I met in line at the Outlander Season 3 advanced screening at The Grove in L.A. I mean, I was wearing, I guess, what you would call a conversation piece. It was a sweatshirt that says, Je suis prêt, which... As all of you Outlander fans know, it means I am ready. The first thing that you did when I got in line and said, we're ready too, sister. (laughs) And I immediately knew that I was amongst friends and in the right crowd (laughs) and so ready to have a great day. But yeah, so we did all the things that day. There was like a flower crown booth. There was, we didn't get to do the tea leaf reading, which I was kind of bummed about. We got the t-shirts made. Didn't they even, like, interview? They they were oh, doing yeah. press junket to hype up season three, and they were interviewing all the fans, and yeah. I'm making my crown with Melinda and Becca. Out of nowhere, I'm just like, where did Lauren go? And next thing I know, you're being interviewed, and you're yeah. talking about your passion for Diana's writing. Yeah, they were asking me about what was I most excited to see about Claire's journey. I was like, well, obviously when she reunites with Jamie. But I think I tried to say something a little more like academic, like, oh, her (laughs) bravery and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, just take me. It's not even the print shop. Like, I even wrote a blog post on it. I'm like, take me to the whorehouse because that's where it happens. (laughs) That's where where they reunite and things happen. Like, print shop, nothing happens there. Yay, they talk and look at pictures. No. Take me to the whorehouse. Let's get down to business. Let's see how Jamie looks naked when he's in his 40s. That's what I care about. But of course, I didn't say that. I was just like, (laughs) I was like, yes, she's so brave. Yeah, so it was super fun. And then we got to see the Outlander SoCal ladies. When we got into the theater, we kind of sat close to them. And she like introduced herself to me and Heather. Her name's Heather. And she's like, I love your blog posts. And because I, you know, I'm kind of naughty on my blog post, but they're fun. Uh, I mean, I'm just kind of naughty in general, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was like the most fun day. And then we were just friends from then on. Yeah, fast friends. Yeah. And I even remember like after we got our tickets, we got two different showtimes. Oh, yeah. And we 
yeah, we just parted ways in and I was just walking around the shops till, till Melinda showed up. And then I walked into Barnes and Noble again, you and Becca were sitting at a Starbucks and I feel like the stars were just like, that's right. And we were kind of upstairs. Yeah. And I feel like the stars were just like, no, this is your friend. Go be with your friend. (laughs) And like, we forget how hard it is to make friends as an adult And you never think you're going to make friends going to these things. It was just a day off where you get to not think about work (laughs) and be in your element. Uh We just became fast friends. And there was no separating us after that. there was no looking back. I mean, even after the premiere at The Grove, we were like, okay, when are we getting together next? Yeah. You don't get it. We are a rare breed of human, and we have to hang out again. Yeah, definitely a rare breed of human. But you and I, we take it like another To another notch. Yeah, Yeah. it's like we're just this other level of, like, nerd. And I remember I was... Whoever that guy was. What was his name? I'm forgetting. <gasps> David. David. Oh, yeah. David Russell Graham. Okay. Yes. <laughs> he did not know. He had it. He was. There's. Okay. So at the Grove in LA, there was all of these like good looking like men in kilts, literally. Mm-hmm. And so one of them we were chatting with in the line. We were waiting, you know, forever. And he was kind of like, like, was he like watching the line or just entertaining people kind of? I think both. Because stars had like hired all of these like hot guys to kind of keep people company while they're in lines and and I asked him like if he knew what like the purse thing was on his kilt and he didn't know what it was so I was like it's a sporin and I could not let it go and I don't know I could it was like embarrassing almost but I was like do they not know what a sporin is of course they don't they probably I mean never even looked at a kilt before but yeah so I definitely that's where my nerd I like that I just let my freak flag fly right there. I'm like, I know I look really cute, but the nerdiness level that I have is it. Yeah. It's coming out. I'm showing it. So yeah, that was, I apologize, David, for giving you such a hard time, but, um, you know, it all turned out. It was all good fun. I think it was, it absolutely was. She's a psychopath. Fine. It's okay. (laughs) So, Oh, and like during the premiere, we were, A lot of the SoCal Outlander ladies, along with us, were guessing to see if any of the cast would show up during the premiere to introduce the premiere. Unbeknownst to us, like when they finally did show the premiere, Tony Graffia and Meryl Davis came and introduced it. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen so much passion at a premiere in general. Yeah. And I think it's a real testament to how much passion they have towards their craft to introduce it, uh, to introduce the premiere take time out of their day, show how hard they've worked on it. Yes. I was definitely starstruck by them because like as a writer myself and like seeing these like powerhouse women who've like written, you know, so many amazing episodes and like one of my favorite shows. It was just like, I love you. (laughs) I'm powering down. But yeah, that was a really cool moment. Per L.com filming began in February of 2021 and it was announced in March of 2021 that filming had began. So get excited, folks. We may have a premiere date in early 2022. Yeah, and I think Sam, he announced that on his Instagram in March when we saw like that that photo of them where they were, you know. In the- yes, it was a giant tease. We're like, oh, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> so even more exciting news is that Sam announced on March 17th that Outlander has been renewed for season seven. And we are so excited because, you know, we get more of the story. We get to see how they might wrap it up in that season. I don't know, but I'm excited that we get another season. On to casting. 
we've got the Chrissy family, folks. Mm-hmm. Get excited. Yep. We've got Mark Lewis Jones, who plays Tom Christie. He's been in Star Wars and The Crown, to name a couple. He's a veteran actor, but he's been in... He's very legit. Uh, Alexander Vlahos plays Alan Christie. He was known for being in Versailles, as well as Merlin. He's some nice eye candy. Yes, I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Along with Jessica Reynolds, who will be playing Malva Christie. And her story is fabulous. Yeah, it's going to be good. Really dramatic. But she hasn't really been in much, has she? Do we know much about Not her? Not that I know of. Okay. So, stay tuned, folks. Also... Willie has to be cast for this season. But no announcements have been made. I feel like they're keeping it under wraps. I'm also wondering if they're going to have their actors play double duty in this season. Like how they did in season one with Frank and Blackjack. And then in season five with Graham McTavish playing Buck. It's a really brilliant move on Outlander's casting department. They have this really good reoccurring habit of casting actors to do double duty. So when they got Graham McTavish to play Buck, who is Galus Duncan and Dougal McKenzie's son. Their love child. Their love child, who almost kills Roger. Yes. It was just a brilliant casting move. It's such a fun surprise, too. Like, in season one, episode one, when you see Blackjack standing there, and Claire's like, what the actual F? She's like, Frank? And it is clearly not Frank. No, it is like, not. Those moments, like, I live for those moments in this show, like, with Buck and, you know, you think, oh, we're never going to see Dougal McKenzie again. Ta-da! And, hello! <laughs> he's been resurrected. And I'm wondering if if they would do something crazy like that. They haven't cast Willie. Who's hot enough to be Sam Hewen's son other than Sam Hewen? I mean, I feel like they probably won't do that with him just because he has such a he'll be like in this he might be in the same scene with him whereas like frank and blackjack never were and um buck and you know dougal were never in the same scene so i don't know what do you think well look at the beardsley twins they cast one actor to play two roles of identical twins that's true so i wouldn't completely rule it out at the same time my money's not on sam playing willie as much as it is on Sophie Skelton playing both Brianna and her grandmother, Ellen. <gasps> Wouldn't that be a twist? Yes. Or we could see Richard Rankin playing not just Roger, but also Roger and his dad. Oh, that's right. Okay, you guys there, if you haven't read the books, you don't know, but there's kind of a flashback situation. And that's what I'm going to say. That would be killer. That would be amazing. That would just continue the awesome pattern that the Outlander Stars casting department has set. Yeah, those surprises are so fun to me. It's like those moments where you're like, what is happening? And we need that. As people that have read all the books, we need those little surprises. So that brings us to the part of our show where we spill the tea. When we spill the tea, we are talking spoilers storylines that are in the books that you might not have seen in the show. So if you do not want the show to be spoiled, just go to the last five minutes of our show and you'll be good. So in season six, Lizzie Weymouth, who was Brianna's like maid basically, and she lives on the Ridge. She marries not just one of the Beardsley twins, 
but both of the Beardsley twins. Yes, she has her way, <laughs> and she finds a loophole to make it happen. And I'm, like, low-key proud of her because yeah. she comes off Get so it, innocent. And yeah. she has the utmost morals and respect. And then she pulls this, and I was like, all right, I see you, Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have street cred. I, I believe in yeah. you. I'm I'm ready for this storyline. Yeah. Oh, and also Melba Christie. So her storyline takes place in book five, and she did not show up in season five, which had all of us book fans super confused. Yeah. So her storyline stirs the pot big time between yeah. Jamie and Claire. Yeah, she comes, be- she tries her darndest to come between them and to split them up because she wants Jamie for herself. And her end game motive here is to damage Claire and Jamie's reputation on the ridge, their home that they built. I think it's more, she wants to ruin Claire's reputation big time. And she does to a certain extent. Yeah. She Malva Christie's storyline pretty much haunts Claire, uh, Claire and her reputation for the remaining of the series. Yeah. It's like she, they cast her really well cause she looks sweet and innocent, but she is evil. To, to the core. To the bone. To, yeah, just to the very fiber of her being. Okay, so Roger and his glorious beard that I want to make bad decisions with, he's going to pursue becoming the minister on the ridge. Which I think is really fitting because he's not a violent person. Yeah, he's, and he can't shoot because he, he can't see straight, you know, because he has, you know, I, I don't know if it's astigmatism or what. But remember how Brianna was teaching him to shoot last season. He can't shoot, so that's out. Right. I mean, and farming isn't exactly his forte. So there's very limited job resources and being raised by a minister. Yeah. I just felt like, oh, wow, this is a very fitting job for him. He should definitely pursue this. Yeah. He's raised by a minister. He was a historian in his own time. So that doesn't really lend to very practical job occupations in the 18th century. So him being a minister, you know, it's it's suitable. Heck, I would I would go to church every freaking Sunday to stare at his beard and listen to him say anything in his accent. I might not be paying attention to what it is, but I I will be listening for sure. Samesies. That being said, we know that it has to happen in this season that Roger and Brianna go back to their own time. The writers did a great job getting us ready for that when they tried to, but it was unsuccessful. But they will do that this season. Yes. So Brianna and Roger have another baby named Amanda. And unfortunately she has a heart defect and Claire can't perform the surgery because of, you know, modern technology. They don't have science. modern technology. Yeah. <laughs> science. All the science. That was when they come to the realization that they have to return back to their own time. So an interesting thing about last season you know, didn't quite follow the timeline of the books because when Brianna is kidnapped by Stephen Bonnet, she's already pregnant and knows it. Which leads to the epic moment of Brianna and Willie meeting. Now, it is a very emotional moment in the books. I want to say it's just as emotional as when Jamie met Brianna. Yeah. The only difference is Brianna knows that Willie is her brother and Willie has no idea. Yeah. I feel like this is such a needed moment for Brianna because she gets closure on actually meeting her sibling, her only sibling in the whole world. And she's 
probably never going to see him again, or at least that's what she thinks. I personally loved seeing how they built up Marsley's character. Yes. In season five as mm-hmm. Claire's right-hand woman. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they segue into the Fergus Marsley rough patch storyline that's what that took place in book six that's right because is that when she has the baby that has dwarfism yes and then fergus that kind of goes off the deep end and like tries to kill himself yeah there is definitely a depressive state yeah and there was a behind the scenes photo that i've seen recently of jamie with fergus and they're kind of like down by a river and i think that that's when it happens where he tries to where fergus kind of tries to off himself and they're talking about it there at least that's what I think. That's what I'm speculating that picture is about. That's a good thing to speculate over. Because Fergus, he has one hand. And, you know, there's a war that's brewing that's going to happen. And he has no sense of self or purpose or what to do. And Marsley has to do a brunt of, like, all of the work. He can't really farm. There's not a lot to do. And that's when they decide to go off and become, like, a printer. Like, to open a print shop. Because that's easy for him to do. So I wonder if they will go back to town or if they'll keep them at the ridge. What do you think? Well, knowing that Roger, or not Roger, Brienne and Willie have to meet Willie in Wilmington. That would be a great segue to when the family moves back to Wilmington. Mm -hmm. So Fergus and Marceline will already be there with their kids, possibly. And they'll have their print shop. Yeah. Uh, Was it Le Onion? Oh, that's right. And he prints that one. Um. What is that called? The pamphlet? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And once they're in Wilmington, there's going to be a need for Claire to have an assistant in the surgery. Enter Malva Christie. The end of season five actually is the beginning of book six. So I am wondering how the pacing is going to go in the season and which storylines are going to become most prominent because Stephen Bonnet's gone. And that was a huge storyline in book six. It was. So now they have more room to make Malva Christie's storyline more prominent. So yeah. when Ferguson Marsley moved to Wilmington mm-hmm. after his depressive state, her storyline is really going to pick up. Yeah. And she doesn't just mess with Jamie and Claire. There's all kinds of people that, are affected by her shenanigans. She messes with the whole Fraser clan. Yeah. It's it's pretty bad. So because they are not doing a hard stop and a hard start at the beginning and ending of each book, I am curious if we are going to see some of the time travel adventure that Roger and Brianna have because they go back to their own time. But then Roger he goes back even further in time and that's when he meets his dad and he's with Buck and that is in book seven, but they've kind of combined, you know, season five was book five and six. Will season six be book six and part of season seven? See, we don't know where this is going to end. It could end with them leaving. It could end with Roger being back in his own time and then going back in time to, you know, what is it? Seven? I think it was like seventeen thirty-five right. or something a super like that. Young Dougal, yes, very young Dougal, who will probably be played by himself. So throughout the whole book series, 
Claire, since Claire got healed after her miscarriage with Faith Mm -hmm. by Master Raymond, Mm -hmm. there have been multiple instances in the book series where Claire recalls or thinks, is this Master Raymond? Yes, because he is a time traveler, traveler as well. He's also Claire's direct ancestor. Wait, what? Yeah. Why don't I not know this? How did you not know that? I don't know. No, it's fine. Um, I'm trying to remember. Please tell me about this. He is related to her? He's the first traveler. Ever? Yeah. And so, I guess by that ideology, they are all related? I mean, if you want to take it that to like a biblical standpoint, we're all God's children. <laughs> so not that, not yeah. that deep. Okay. But he immediately knew that she was a traveler. He immediately knew that she was a traveler after he asked her about her aura. Mm-hmm. And if, what color do you see? And she yeah. saw blue, which is a healing aura. Oh. So he knew that that she was one of his direct ancestors and that it has something to do with women too. Madonna. He calls her Madonna. Remember? Right. We need to talk about who Fergus's dad is. His biological dad. Biological father. It is alluded to in the book series that the Comte Saint Germain, who, if you remember in season two, the ultimate bad guy, Mm -hmm. um, who master Raymond or well, Claire kills off in front of Master Raymond because it was that standoff between who, yes, you know, in that amazing room, that set that they used one time. Right. So it was beautiful. absolutely stunning. Yeah. It is to our belief as it is our belief that the Comte Saint was killed, killed off. Yeah, we're supposed to presume that he's dead. Yes, he is also a time traveler. What? What yes. book is that in? It's one of the novellas. It's right? one of the novellas. I did not know that. Yes. So I don't know how he's related to Master Raymond, but he figures out how to time travel via science. And he figures out the metrics of the science aspect of it with the gemstones. So he figured out a way to go back in time. I don't know if it's a way to go back in time to stop his death from happening to where it changed the course of him dying. But he made it happen. So he saved himself. Yes. Wow. So that being said, I don't know why he didn't stop Fergus's birth from happening, but it is alluded to in the late part of the sixth book that he could be uh, Fergus's biological dad. Well, he probably didn't stop the birth from happening because he probably didn't know that that could he be. was born. Well, that's why he comes searching for him. Later, come searching for Fergus later on in life. This is crazy. This is some tea, folks. We just spilled some serious tea. And now it's time for the dessert. This is what we call the fangirl spotlight of the week. And it goes to Diana Cavaldon. On March 27th, she officially announced that the publishers had the book in their hands. So It's no longer in her court. It is in theirs for them to announce a publication date. And they did announce it. 
just over two weeks later, on April 15th, long-suffering Outlander fans everywhere rejoiced when they announced that Go Tell the Bees That I Am Gone, which is book nine in the Outlander series, will be released on November 23rd of this year. Get excited, folks. Finally. I know I walked into my nine to five dancing to my coworkers saying, get excited. So book eight was released June 10th of 2014. So by the time this book comes out, it'll have been over seven years that we've been waiting for this book and it's well-timed. I know what I'll be doing during the holidays. I am officially booked with book nine. (laughs) Consider ordering your copy of Go Tell the Bees That I Am Gone from The Poison Pen. This independent bookstore has long been in partnership with Diana Gabaldon, and you can pre-order a signed copy today. So thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all the latest episodes. We want to answer your burning questions. So like our community page on Facebook and join the conversation. Join us next week as we spill all the sexy tea on Bridgerton. See you next time. We do have to post a disclaimer that we are not affiliated with Outlander stars, Diana Gabaldon, or Sony Productions. We are just two very dedicated fans who love this fandom. Can you tell who the business person is in this relationship? It's not me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 